No fucking about. Eli, do the intro. Come on. Come on. Come on, boy. I'm not. It's. It really puts me off if you do it like that. Because <laughs> I know you just. <laughs> stop, <laughs> shut up. Hello, everybody. It's me, Eli Silverman. It's cheap show time again. The week has rolled around. It's time for the Smellungus Paul Gannon. The Smellungus Paul Gannon welcomes you and everyone to Cheap Show. Smellungus. I hate you and your fucking noodle posse. People love noodles, right? It's a fact of Cheap Show. You're going to have to fucking accept. Noodle time. How's the pick going? The price of shite! This is Paul Gannon saying hello. Eli Silver. Welcome to Team Show. I'll go and I nuzzle. Hello, it's the Economy Comedy Podcast, back again for more economy-based delights. I'm your host, Paul Gannon, and with me is my uh, good friend... Why are you friend... doing an intro now? My intro sufficed, man. Honestly. I do... I... You know what, Paul? We should fucking completely drop this whole charade of you do the intro, Eli. It sucks. What do you want to do instead? Well, I'll just listen to you, witter on. Economy Comedy Podcast. But I'm Paul Gannon, just... radio voice. It's not what it's not what you're about, man. What am I about? Come on, what am I about? Well, just not that, you know. What am I about? Smells. Why are you wearing sunglasses? <laughs> it's sunny in the House of Pickles, man. <laughs> yeah, we're back in the House of Pickles for another exciting edition of your favourite podcast. Oh, he's doing it again. Look, you can't stop introducing the fucking show. Stop. What have we got coming up on the show, Paul? I don't want to tell you now. Not no, the that's fine. You we... put me right off. I was I had my professional voice on. I was doing the introduction, telling new listeners perhaps what the show's about. You've got to remember, some might be trying okay. this for the first time. Okay. So you've got to welcome them in. Fine. All right? You can't make special allowances right. to the cheapskates out there who remain loyal. Right on. Look, what, so what's the show about, Paul? It doesn't matter anymore, does it? Oh, it doesn't matter anymore. You just it said it matter mattered. Anymore. Well, no, it doesn't now. Nothing, you make things not matter. Yes, thank you. No, it's not something to be proud of. I'm proud of that. Why? Doesn't matter. What? Well, Aha! There is a solid logic. If it doesn't matter, if I make things not matter, it doesn't matter that I make things not matter, does it, Paul? But why Which do doesn't you... matter. But why so do good, you... I've won. I win the universe, because nothing matters. I'm anti-matter. Oh, yeah. I'm uncle matter. No, no, no. no. <laughs> what? No. I'm all f- firing on all cylinders Do today. Not. I am. No characters before the first segment. Let's make that rule, okay? All right. No little creatures going to scrabble in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened. No, no, he just ran past. All oh, right. Good. There goes another one. Yeah, brilliant. Um, oh, the House of Pickles is full of them. <laughs> what where are those crazy creatures? Well, maybe find there out later There could be a plush toy available. The scribbles. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've, 
The now scribbles invented are, scribbles. Great. You just did. It was We've your, now invented scribbles. It was your mouth work. Great mouth work, Paul. Thank you. Right. So um, what have we got coming up on the show? Right. I will tell you what's coming up on Cheap Show, the economy comedy podcast, celebrating all no, things No, you don't cheap. have to say that again. <laughs> let me. Let me. You might as well just have a little machine that says economy comedy podcast. And play it again and again and again. Right, so we're going to do some uh, tells from the shop floor there. We've got some of those coming in. That's nice. Uh, we're going back to Eli's vinyl platter. We haven't done that in a little while, so I'm looking forward to some interesting tunes We've got there. three selections from Silverman's platters yes, today. I'm looking forward to those. And then it's something we haven't done in a while again that I thought we could try. Story cubes, because I went to a charity shop and saw these really good Rory story cubes. Rory story Rory cubes. Rory story cubes. The, the recognised brand on the Did high they have to get street. them out of storage? Rory storage. <laughs> Very poor. Did you have to? Did they yeah. have to deliver it to you in a lorry? In a lorry. Rory's lorry storage. Lorry, lorry. Rory lorry storage. We're it's having a lorry laughs. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Come on then. What else? So we're doing that, and then we're ending on the story cubes. When we make little oh, stories Rory up story on the dice. Yes. Rory Story Cubes. Yes, because I got them in a charity shop for £1.50. And it's okay. interesting because they usually go for like a tenner, I think. They're quite expensive. We did it before and it, uh, they weren't exactly the, uh, the height of literature's uh, I disagree. I thought mine was a classic story for children. Uh, what was it with Mr. Barney Poo, whose n- name changed twice? I can't remember. Yeah, I can't you remember can't the remember now. your own masterwork. It's in the episode, that one. Episode, I don't know. It's that one where we ate the noodle. The dragon forced us to eat the noodle. No, there was no dragon. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. We went up a hill. No. And a dragon forced us to eat a noodle. It, it, that never happened. It is not canon. We had a mix. <laughs> so you know, it is not canon. Listen, I, can get the, I can get the clip and I can sh- pl- fucking play it to you, okay? So I don't even... But you won't. So it doesn't matter. It it never happened. So what was that last thing you said that we're going to do? Story cubes. Oh, <laughs> it's so thrilling to me that I can remember it. Right, so let's start the show then, yeah. shall we? I can't wait. Look, I've got coins. <laughs> what does that do? I'm doing the the, the link noise effect I have myself. sound effects for that. I'm doing another uh, impromptu one. Why don't you, you, pick, you... The, shake them in your hand? Is that good? No. <laughs> That's why I've got sound effects. No, just say, all right. And we'll see you in the next bit of the show. Go on, do that. So let's see what happens in the next bit of the show. You fucking knocked the mic. <laughs> Such a wanker. Right, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Tales from the shop floor. It's our favourite time of the show where we read out your letters without giving them a proper read first <laughs> and rolling the dice on whether they're good or not. So, um, would you like to read the first one, sure, Eli? Yeah, no, let me no have a problem. little look. Yeah, hand it over. And... All right, let me... Uh... I'll have a little look-see. Look, okay. See what we got there. <laughs> okay, so yeah. would you like the one that re- is called... You know, I won't read the title because I think I've read this one very briefly. It's I think okay. It's good to... Bo- is it all right? Don't, yeah, don't read the title out, but it's a little... This is not Ask Silverman. No. No one's asking Silverman shit anymore because Silverman they don't like Silverman's answers. They don't because do you know what Paul? To paraphrase a, a quote, because they can't handle the truth. That's yeah, right. No one wants to hear the truth. Oh, Eli, what's your favourite noodle? Uh, why don't you fuck <laughs> off? <laughs> I was only asking because you know. Hashtag, no, listen. And then right, they apologise on d- Twitter d- to me, d- and you're d- like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> I don't know him. Look, I've just had like to defend 
myself slightly on that one. Yeah. But it's like asking someone what their favourite thing is. Come on. No, but they want to know. It's a silly thing. I don't have favourite things. You don't. You go through life and there's things you like. There's things you like one day or maybe you don't like them so much the other day and you get yeah. tired of them. You're overexposed. Do you know what I mean? Read the story. Favourite things. Just read the it's story. It's a stupid fucking thing. Read the story. I don't have favourite things, I, Paul. I, I have a whole range when of experiences. Did you, when did you die? I can indulge in. When oh, did when did die? I die? When did it die within you? What? When did that little light of hope and joy go well, out? I've got hope. What I've year? got joy. I just don't have favourites. I reckon about 94, 95 you, for you. Okay, so what are you fucking trying to say right now? You're are you, soulless. Are you, are you fucking trying to say right now yeah. that in order to have joy and hope in one's life, you must have favourite things, categories of things? No. What a... That is a crock of shit, and you know it when I expose not, it like that. That's not what I'm, I'm saying. I'm not even fucking taking your, your woolly thinking on any of this anymore. <laughs> what I'm saying is that one statement about you saying you don't have favourite things is a small piece of a larger puzzle that makes up the question that is, where's your soul gone? All right, fuck and you. I just, the I soul think, doesn't exist, Paul. Well, you die. Doesn't that's matter, it. Paul. You haven't got a soul. When we talk about the soul, we talk about more kind of, you know... <laughs> With bigger Something things. you can't explain properly. Good. Right. Mo- get moving paranormal on. Paranormal emotive moment. A paranormal emotive moment. Yeah. I just, I'll just leave it there. Shall I? <laughs> Fine. Yeah? Okay. Right. Tales from the shop floor, everybody, for our people who might be listening for the first time, Paul. <laughs> yeah. It's the is. section of the show where our listeners write letters in and we read them out and we have a little bit of feedback about them, don't we, Paul? We do, yes. don't we? We have a little bit of to and fro. A little bit of back and forth, healthy Banterage. What's Top it called? Bandinage. 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 Go on then. This is from someone called Alex Chan. Great. Hey, hello, Paul. Alex. Wait till she says hello. <laughs> or he. Hey, Paul and Eli. Hey. Alex in BC we're Canada a conversation. here. No, we're not. Not if you keep interrupting me. I'm trying to read the letter now. Her. Him. A- Alex in BC Canada. Where's BC? British Columbia. Thank you. Yeah. So that's the north. Uh, is it it's the northeast town? It's the northeast part of Canada. Is I it Mountie Town? British, because I don't know. I don't, we don't care as well, do we? Really? Well, you don't have to always say that, Paul. You oh. don't have to always say that. Good you know? point. Thank you. Sorry to burden you with another bodily fluid-based tale of shop floor misery. Oh, at least he's put it there. <laughs> but I felt that if anyone were, <laughs> if anyone were to benefit from this situation, I recently found myself in. It'd be you, yes, giving Fair us enough. some. You're turning shit, piss, vomit, mucus, we'll rectal leakage into into content, into narrative. It's we take it, we compress it all up into a little pellet, yeah, and then push it out and push it out. Okay, <laughs> my local BCSPCA, which is the British Columbia Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, good thrift store is a veritable treasure trove of goodies oh. for half-mad fans of second-hand merchandise such as myself. Good. He's... I'm a half-mad fan of second-hand merchandise as well. Nice yes, way of putting it. we're all half-mad. Um, Shoulder-high stacks of movies, piles of rusty power tools, shelves full of dusty glassware, obsolete electronics, CDs, books, furniture, old clothes, and, of particular note, a yellow plastic milk crate filled full of porn DVDs. Yeah, get stuck in. It's dark, cold, cramped, and in its own way, strangely charming. I think I watched that one. I'm actually liking the approach, the, the atmospherics of uh, of the joy of thrift storing. Well, 
or charity shopping. As Alex, we both well know done. it's cramped. You're in there and yeah. you're thinking, oh, what's this snow globe? It's a little can of Thunderdome. What's isn't this it, snow in globe? Is the snow globe leaking? Yeah. Smells a bit, a bit funny. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Just does, isn't it? No. Yeah, have you ever smelt snow globe? No, I've water? never smelt. I've never smelt. Have you ever smelt no. a leaky snow globe? Paul? No, I've never <laughs> smelt a leaky snow globe. Well, you haven't lived, and you no. say I'm soulless. You don't seek out new... I would argue a man with no soul smells <laughs> leaky snow globes. Okay, that's a sentence you never thought you'd have to it's say. It's very so. difficult as well. I had to really <laughs> no, got there. take myself you got slowly there, yeah. through it. Oh, nice. Okay. Thank you. Uh, okay. So she, he or she has just said a funny old thrift store. Yeah, funny old place. We like it. Recently, I was taking a peek around the book section and noticed something out of the ordinary. Oh. A tall drinking glass filled with... <laughs> a tall drinking glass filled with orange yellowish liquid right sitting top of a low bookshelf in a hidden corner what could that be my naive mind wondered ah oh, surely one of the employees forgot about their beverage while moving some shelving units but what were they drinking why well, it looks like some sort of tropical fruit juice or perhaps flat beer we know what it, it is it's, it's assuredly not piss I gave it a sniff it was piss. It was piss, ladies and gentlemen. If you played at home, you can now cross <laughs> off the It Smelt of Piss square on your bingo card. At the risk of getting a little too in-depth, it smelled particularly strong and concentrated. We've all... I know. We, I know what you're talking about. The deep when, when of a stench. Some of the water has been allowed to evaporate off the piss, yes. and it gets... It boils down. It boils down into what can be called double concentrated... What's, what's that? The squash brand? What's the actual brand name? Robinson's. Yeah. yeah. Robinson's Piss, double concentrated. That wasn't worth getting. <laughs> it really wasn't. wasn't. Go on. I'm just trying. I'm trying, Yeah, Paul. yeah, no. I can't always. No, yeah. no, no. But it's a good effort. And no, I mugged in, so. It wasn't. It smelled particularly strong and concentrated. This, combined with the dark yellow coloration, leads me to believe that it either belonged to someone who was dangerously dehydrated, likely a homeless person denied use of the washroom or too proud to ask, nice. or it had been stewing there. For quite some time. What do you think, Paul? Let's get Detective Wee Wee out here. No, no. <laughs> Hello. No, oh. My name is Detective Wee Wee. Oh, ho, ho. And what's your specialty, uh, officer? I like sniffing piss. <laughs> okay. Well, <I've> got... <laughs> Let me see. Here. Show me the evidence. Now, what we were wondering. Show me the evidence. Inspector. Yeah. What we were wondering uh, yeah. was um, whether this is a... Uh, this piss here, it's just been left a long time, or it's some tramp piss. Well. Is this a dehydrated person's fresh piss, or is this old piss of a, a not a normally hydrated person? Hey, Stings, let me get the little grey cells going, and I shall sniff the piss like so. <laughs> oh, that is dang shit, man. <laughs> das. Yeah. Oh. das? Das is what? Settle on an accent. Yeah, you settle on an accent. That's what I'm trying to tell this you. This is piss. This has come from the piss of a tramp. You can tell it is thick. It is dehydrated. It is strong. It is sad. <laughs> right, good. It did make me cry. Inspector Wee Wee <laughs> has never been so moved at a crime scene before. Okay, Inspector Wee Wee, we'll call you. Thank you very much. Oh, that's, that's, the that's, horror. Right. The horror, I say. Just, Okay. Okay, goodbye. Thank you. Well, it, how long did it take? Nine minutes. <laughs> character. <laughs> Nine Excellent. minutes and there was a new Into character. Into this segment. Here we uh, go. Okay. 
They're all based around shit and piss our characters, aren't they? Yeah. Or biscuits. Usually. Or called Barry. Okay, but we do, well, that's our thought. Then you yeah. would, is that really you? What Paul you would think that it was a trap? I mean, I think it would have been stewing there. It, well, well, the thing is, when you think about the situation, it's like, who did the glass come from outside? Like, it like, looks sounds to me like I'm not. I haven't looked at the end of the story or anything. Yeah, that it was a staff member, like some really bored teenager, just got had a piss in the corner yeah. and then forgot about it yeah. or something, or did it left it there on purpose? Yeah, or just grotty business. <laughs> yeah. I pissed in a glass. I left it in the corner. It's okay. Whatever the origin, um, Alex continues. Oh, okay. I gagged. Uh, were you trying to do another character then? No. No, good. No, good. Um, whatever the origin, I gagged and promptly placed the glass back on the bookshelf, being careful not to spill any of its contents. I quickly notified the shopkeeper, who disposed of it in the toilet, and then, to my relief, tossed the glass in the garbage, and not back on the glassware shelf. <laughs> yeah. Following this episode, I bought my items to the till, DVDs of the Born Identity and the Kill Bill movies, along uh. with a small whiskey glass. Oh. As the shopkeeper was ringing me up, I quipped that this glass would be used strictly for drinking. <laughs> to which he laughed and oh, knocked a dollar off my yeah. turtle. Oh, effectively giving turtle. me the glass for free. My dollar off his turtle, and then he and then he reduced my bill by a dollar after knocking one off my turtle. <laughs> That's what it says here, yeah. Paul. I think you said total wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. Effectively giving me the glass for free. Aww. I felt that I'd earned it. Yeah. Thanks for all that you do. Love the show. Keep up the great work. Alex from uh, British Columbia, Canada. Thank you. That was a very good letter. Yeah. Full of incidents. Very good letter. Very beautiful. And she did uh, a little joke. I like to think of her as a she. No, I don't. Troubling. I don't care. Troubling. I don't care. Uh, Are you ready? I like to think of a girl, Canadian, handling some piss. Yeah. Can really handle the piss, Paul. (laughs) I'm literally not. (laughs) No. What was that for? I've got something to say, right? (laughs) Yeah. It wasn't Are about you that. drunk? No. Because you've been waddling around like a pissed up this fart This reminds me, I've got a little tales from the shop floor myself that oh. you were witness to, weren't you? What? Because what made me think of it is when um, Alex said that he d- they'd um, made a little joke yeah. to the shopkeeper. Ho, 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 ho. Yeah. Oh, is this your... Yes, yeah, okay. I tried it the other day. Well, When I was buying you a kebab, yeah? Because you'd had trouble in there before. Not trouble. And this, they just... I went, they ignored I, you. Yeah. They ignored you. And they ignored me. <laughs> yeah. They didn't want to fix your thing. Really awkward. Yeah. But it was the same guy. Anyway, so I went back in there because you like the deal, don't you? It's a... It's a chicken donner. It's a chicken donner with a, a Coke drink. for a fiver. Great deal. It's a nice... It's nice... Lovely. Fresh off the thing, chicken yep. donner. Nice salad, bit of sauce. When you want to get a bit dirty, not a bad yeah, deal. it's not a bad uh, option. Um, so I went back to get it for you. You did. And here in Harringay, where I reside, there's a large Turkish population. There is. Kurdish and um, Greek, Cypriots as well, and uh, a lot of... Other. Huh? Other. And other. It's a big multicultural mix. But there's a a melting pot. But there's a lot of Turkish businesses and restaurants. Yeah. And this is one of them that we were in. Yeah. And uh, I went in, and there's been this poster around for this (sighs) Turkish musician who's got a big beard and long brown hair. Similar to the look I sport most of the time, yeah? Yeah. And there was a flyer. in the, As I'm waiting for him to fix your kebab, that I see this flyer of this guy, and I think, oh, I look like him. Oh, I'll make a little joke with one of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> Bad. So I picked it yeah. up, pointed at it, pointed my face, and the guy who was looking at me gave me this look like, I'm going to strangle you. <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't comprehend the joke, but also seemed to sort of take offence. Wow. He gave me a look like... 
a really cold stare, basically. Like, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah. And then I put it down. And, and now I'm wondering, did that man spit in my kebab? And then I did double check, because he started mumbling to the other guys. Yeah. He turned, and he's like, he, mumbling he, to the he, other guys. And, and uh, yeah, I did check. No fluids t- seemed to go from their mouth into the kebab. Thank you. But it was really one of those moments I where ate like, it anyway. this joke's not, not working. Awkward. So I didn't get a quid knocked off my turtle for that. No, you didn't. Next story. Oh, knock a quid off my turtle. <laughs> This one comes from Patrick Waters, and it goes like this. Waters? W-A-T-T-E-R-S. Waters? Fucking, I don't, don't trust this. Don't complain about a guy's surname. I don't trust this. What? You're telling me if someone had, was called John Cunnyhole, right? <laughs> you wouldn't, yeah. You wouldn't say anything. I might think he was Dutch. Cunnyhole? Cunnyhole? <laughs> Hello. Yes, yes. I like to smoke, and my name is Cooney Hall. There you go, another fucking character. <laughs> hey, 40 minutes. Yeah, hey, I'm Cooney Hall, yeah? Hello, it's oh, Cooney sh- Hall. Listen, sh- you shish and shill. You shish and shill. You, you sh- Listen, when Cooney Hall talks to you, you better believe. <laughs> What's this? <laughs> what is this? John Cooney Hall. <laughs> <laughs> Cooney Hall. Right. <laughs> We've lost Eli. <laughs> Read the letter from fucking weirdo Waters. Patrick. Right. Shut up. Hello, Paul and Eli. Hello. Waters. <laughs> a few years ago. I bet he... What do you think he was... You know, Well, I got teased for my name. Yeah. Paul, yeah? Ellie. Eli down. <laughs> Good. Yeah. E- Old MacDonald's had a had farm. Eli, Eli up. <laughs> do you think that's ever happened to me? Paul? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Waters can fuck off. <laughs> Sorry, Patrick. Anyway, he says... So sensitive. A few, I don't, a few years ago, I spent some time unemployed. Oh. So to keep myself busy, did some volunteering in a charity shop and thought I'd share two strange donations okay. I encountered. Don't worry, there's no poo or dead animals. Good. Yeah, but that leaves a whole realm of <laughs> other fluids dead, and yeah. dead things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fine. Yeah. One story involves a local nightclub shutting down and very kindly donated the contents of their lost and found to us. Mostly, it was abandoned coats, but being in Glasgow, we had to be very careful to check the pockets. A lot of it was what you'd expect. Lost keys, cheap booze, mysterious pills, etc. One jacket, however, mystifies me to this day. First off, it looked like something a 19th century soldier would wear. So it had epaulets, big brass buttons. Epaulets, Epaulets, yeah. yeah. Big brass buttons, the whole shebang. Secondly, it was absolutely stuffed with condoms. <laughs> Literally hundreds of them. I was pulling them out by the fistful like magician scarves. Weird. Yeah. Um, every pocket was brimming, and there was even a hole in the lining for with Johnny's. I wish I knew more about this time-traveling sex pest. It was a Johnny jacket. <laughs> yeah. He's optimistic, isn't he? I'll get through these in one night, I will. Maybe he was a trans-dimensional fuck monster. Ooh. I like that character. What does he sound like? I'm the soldier of fuck. I am the soldier of fuck. No, he doesn't sound like that, Paul. Fuck. He doesn't sound like that. Because that involves like? your stupid giblet warbling move with your finger, which no one wants to hear ever again. I want to hear it. I don't. Well, you're mean. <laughs> See how annoying it is? Anyway, another time we were given a large bag of Xbox 360 games. Being fond of gaming, I volunteered to sort the bag and check if there was anything I'd like for myself. Of course you would. 
course you would. Or, 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 a bag or, from where is this? Just as a large bag, doesn't really say where. So in donations, yeah, but it's you in get a Glasgow, ramage, yeah, you get, get to have first dibs. He's very honest, but I mean, you're yeah. not meant to do that. No, you're stealing but... from charity, which is what a cunt would do. Waters, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> fucking hell. No, you get. Why do you get a look through it yourself? You might, you might have gone. Oh, I'll have that one, and I'll put four quid in the box. Yeah, okay, all right, fair enough. You fucking judgmental prick. I... Yeah, he just didn't. When he when he I got Shelford, and I am the biggest man in the castle. I'll tell you what to do. I'll tell you what to do. I'll tell you what to do. And I'll do what I want. Could I be like <laughs> King of the Castle? <laughs> Jesus. Weird. It's, I, weird. You've internalised me. You're like fucking Google. You've got this model of me built from weird things. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, shut it. He went for the bag to check if there's anything he'd like for himself. Unfortunately, most of the cases were empty, and the ones that weren't were mostly old FIFA games. Shit. I had a lot of computer games in. Yeah. However, I noticed something strange about some of the boxes. They were filled with tiny, almost microscopic brown balls. What say you? What um, do you think? It's not poo, because he said there's no poo in this. No, well, that is true. So I go on. Initially, Drugs. Initially, I thought they were just dirt, but discovered soon otherwise. They were spider eggs. <laughs> I know this because some of them had hatched and the resulting spiders seemed quite keen to get out of the Forza box they'd just been living in. Wow. Anyway, I've rambled enough. Hope you get amusement out of these. Yes, Patrick, we nice. did. We did, Patrick. I thank you. Have you ever seen spider eggs? No. I've seen that video online where a guy bashes a spider with a broom and, and then it, it bursts yeah, into like a thousand it, spiders. They, a lot of species, they... Uh... They live, live on the back after they've uh, hatched, yeah. don't they? There's been some big ones in my flat rate lately. Really? Yeah, it's the time of year, isn't it? You get those ones yeah. this time of year. I've seen big them out in the garden. Big bastards. Yeah, big with a big abdomen. Big body and yeah. the big old thick legs. Have you got a problem with spiders? I don't, but my girlfriend does. And it's a massive problem. I literally have to do spot checks every it's night. It's a strange fear because they can't really put their finger on why it... It's because they skitter and they go. Dig, 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 dig. Yeah, but what people? So many people have a sort of irrational, real, and and it's weird. Yeah, but you know, because they're not actually dangerous. No, not really. In but, on the, in, on the whole, they're not dangerous. I remember one time, right? Especially in this country, how did we have a genetic? What? You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time uh, when I was growing up, I uh, wanted a cup of tea and all the cups were dirty. So I just reached for the top mug at the very top shelf, right? And I pulled it down and it wasn't tea. It was a big glass of milk. That's what I wanted. So I got it out and I pulled milk into it and I put the cup to my mouth. And as the milk poured in, I saw these kind of big black legs slide. Yeah, yeah. And then I felt the spider slide into the, my mouth. And it touched the you know, the top of my mouth. And it was wriggling. No, because it was dead, but it was right. all curled up and it was all... Uh, yeah, yeah. And it slipped down into the back of my throat. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then it all came out again. And to this... The, oh. Yeah, you've made yourself all pukey, you, you twillock. <coughs> well, I won't be telling that story You're again. You're such a dovel. Well, that was Tales from the Shop... Oh, You're a shop w- floor. Walter Boster. What is that? <laughs> At least use words. What? Don't do that. <laughs> Give me a proper word. <laughs> stop doing that. It's unpleasant to look at and unpleasant to hear. Okay, okay. Right, just give me... Say that was a nice segment, bye. You are such a... <laughs> He's 
physical violence. Ooh, he really threatened it. <laughs> Shut up. Well, it's that time of the show again where we delve into Eli's box of vinyl and find some platter that matter. I've taken some platters and they're going to splatter them on the hat. It doesn't matter. <laughs> great. Great start. Start off confidently. <sighs> Sound out great. And then it uh, just oh, turned into oh, word mash in your fat bearded face. <laughs> I'm having a hard time. Why? Because. <laughs> wow. Attractive. Oh, all right, Paul, all right. Are, are you drunk? <laughs> Seriously, you were bumping into stuff earlier. I was you not fell over the chair in the stuff. kitchen. You not keep dropping stuff. Look, let's try the intro to this section again. Eli, before we continue on with this podcast, <laughs> are you drunk? I'm not drunk. I don't get like this when I'm drunk. No, we know what you get like. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's just you, isn't it? At least it? I don't get very male rapey. I don't get that. Well, That's... you can deny it as much as you like, but I've been at the end of it, and so have other people I know. You have been at the end of it. I That's have the been. Problem. I've been at the rough end of it, Paul. <laughs> you have been yes, rough. I have. I've been at the I'm rough, just more friendly. niffy end of it. I'm just more friendly with you when I'm like that. Yeah. Touchy friendly. But it's... You, Creepy friendly. It's your fault, because you dress all attractive. I can't help so that. just saying. That's not... Don't victim blame. It's you. You dress that. Mate, you are. Mate, in another context, honestly. (laughs) No, not another context. This is satire. (sighs) We don't... Great, now this is awkward. Yeah. Well, do you know what it is time for, Paul? It's time time for for the platter. It's time for the platters that matter here on Silverman's Platters. It's a section of the show where I delve into my vinyl record box, Paul. Yeah. And I select some tunes. Some of them are bad. Some of them are good. Most of them are bad. Yeah. And uh, we discuss them. So, shall we, shall we just move straight into this segment? Let's do that with gusto. Now, the first record that we listened to today, Paul. Yeah. These are three seven inches. Um, uh, was a German disco record. Oh. Called The Longest. Speak to the mic. The Longest. Yeah. <laughs> I said it like that. <laughs> longest. Yes. The Longest Running Disco in the World by Ike and Turner Corner. Oh. Oh, that's funny. What's funny? That's funny, the name. It's not that funny, is no, it? No, it's not funny Imagine- at all. <laughs> it's actually not, not funny yeah. at all. So, Should um, we have a little listen to it Why would right you actually now? be a band? Should we just play the song first and then talk, get into the meat of it? Well, you do what you like. Here is that track called The Longest Disco in the World. Fucking, you can't even remember a word from one second Just to say the it next. again. What? Longest Running Disco in the World by I Can Turn a Corner. And it sounds like this. It's 
it's very generic it's disco. It's the problem, isn't it? yeah. The problem with it, it's not that awful, is it? It's just no, a bit. It's it, all right. Yeah. It's just um, a, what was the point? Do you think? Because well, there was German. We looked into it. It's yeah. German, but uh, and so it seems like it was a German this is spoof. issued. It's not a spoof. No, but it's like if you from know, looking like, at the title, you'd think this is some kind of novelty disco record. Wouldn't yeah, you? and it's going to be then silly. But you delve into it, and it's basically trying to make you dance, isn't it? And, and it's, it's does that decently bad you could drop it and it would keep people dancing yeah but it's like but it's not quite there in terms of being actually good disco are they like a kind of german cool in the gang and that name was a pun to what get them (sighs) noticed i'm thinking you wouldn't want to do more than one tune with that is a novelty band's name you know so it's like terry and the dactyls or something yeah it's like you know and that's what I don't understand about it. Did these musicians come together to make this song for what? Well, I, this I don't have the picture cover, but I did see on online. It, it looks like they're a sort of group in the yeah. sort of in the in the um, the mould of like Boney M or something. Yeah, you know, that with kind of like thing, yeah. with a few more white blokes. There were some white blokes in it, or like the Shingas Khan. The Shingas Khan, yeah, that's got whites and uh, and blacks in it, doesn't it? Yeah, that's a mixed race group. I think I don't actually think it does actually. No, it does. It doesn't. Yeah. Well, let's not talk about this. I mean, this isn't the... Jing, Jing, Jing is come. I love that song. Uh, I hate that you, nook. It is German, but this <laughs> is... Sorry. Uh, sorry. I'm having a podcast all by myself here. You are, I'm, are just, you? I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so this, this copy that I Hello, have... Welcome to the Paul Gannon podcast. Uh, today, we're talking about whatever crosses my fevered mind. And I've got a special guest today, Eli Silverman. Hi, Sil. How are you doing, mate? I'm good, yeah. Can so, we well, get on with the other podcast? Oh, okay, yeah. Well, well, join me next time for another Paul Gannon podcast, but now uh, back to our usual programming on The Cheap Show. Cheap Show. Okay. Right, so... You're, you're okay, are you? No. Go on, just crack on. So, this copy that I have was not the original from Germany. It's on a British issue of the song on Big Bear Records. And you can see the lovely label. I like the Big Bear label. The Big Bear do a lot of other stuff, do you know? No, they were quite a small sort of, I think, blues and jazz label. And the reason I know about it is because there's this group called Muscles, right? (laughs) Yeah. Which is a disco funk outfit, but British. Yeah. Who were put out on Big Bear. Oh, interesting. And they have a song called I Want to Synthesize You, which is really good. has like a fucking crazy synth solo. And it's sort of like a weird sort of... Maybe we'll talk about that in a later episode. Maybe? Well, if we talk about synths, we're going to go back and revisit the Moog. Yeah, we? we have to at some point. You didn't yeah. want to do more Moog. So, I do want to do more Moog. Right. But that's why I know the label anyway, Big Bear Records. And what? 77 when this song was released, the height of disco. That, I think, is officially the height of disco. And in Buffalo of that year, there was a very famous Buffalo disco. of that year? In Buffalo of that year? What? Yeah, as in, in Buffalo of 77. Born in 77. Bison that were born in seventy seven you know inside them. You know, so are we get- going, ladies and gentlemen? You know. We're going inside a buffalo. <laughs> you know what through I'm the mouth because we fucking Ooh, talked about this. I can the hear podcast. I'm inside. Ooh, so just it's all drippy in here. No Ooh, it's drippy in this buffalo. So basically, Ooh, I can hear its abdomen. I'm really unimpressed with your behaviour. Come down with so me. So just stop this. Paul, hey I'm Paul, not, come into I'm this bison with me. Fantasy. I'm staying on the right side of normalcy. Paul, come down. It's really good in here. It's all warm. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, you're interested now, aren't you? Can I mean, I this bison, yeah. <laughs> Can you hear it? All its four stomachs all going. Like, come on, come down its gullet. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know what? I'm all right, mate. <laughs> I'll stay here. All right. 
So, Buffalo, Buffalo, New York is a is a place in upstate New York. Big yes. city. My grandparents lived there. Great. Paul? Okay. So, it's knowledge. It's all about knowledge. Anyway, in 77 Dropping knowledge. In 77 there was the longest or biggest disco in the world where 13,000 people Biggest disco. Up. Yeah. So, and the Tramps played in glory again. It was a big thing. And now it's, it's a regular acts. event yes. in uh, America. And they still get 7,000 people coming. Yeah, and they sell out. Apparently, it's uh, the week after Thanksgiving or the week after. It's some, around that period anyway. And Must they be a do good it, party. They've done it every year since 94. Yeah. So, I guess this song is all about disco. Talk about long disco. The Never longest stop. running disco in the world. But also, famously, there's that film, isn't there? They kill, they shoot horses, don't they? Which is about... Well, that's a dance, a dance competition, competition, isn't it? Which but is that's slightly like a different. long-running disco, isn't it? Yeah, true. Essentially... No, that's that what is it true. is, isn't it? Yeah. Is that Do you like to dance for several hours? No. You don't like dancing. No, I like dancing. I just don't like to be seen dancing. There's a subtle difference. <laughs> yes. Because I can dance. Watch, I'll show you my moves. Oh, fuck off. Here we go. You watch these moves. Okay. That's awful. Really bad. It, a pass. That's not... It's half-arsed. That's... That whole... It's like you're doing a, a lame Travolta. Well... I don't know what to say. Granddad Travolta. I put my best moves out there and you kicked them back in my face. Uh, and uh, so... on the flip side of I Can Turn a Corner's longest running disco in the world is Crazy. Which wasn't as good. Yeah. It's 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 fine. It's produced by a man called Simon Cohen. I can see he actually wrote that. Sorry. Well, there you go. That's, that's our first platter. What would you give that out of five platters? I'd give it three and a half. Yeah, I agree with you on three and a half. It's like it's so mediocre. It's not, but it's not offensive. It's, it's not bad. Yeah. It's just, it's really in between. It's not quite there. Do you know yeah. what I mean? To actually be sort of, they missed a trick good. on that single though. They should have done a kind of fade in, fade out, and then you could have had two playing at the same time and kept that one long disco track going all night. You Why would I mean? you do that? Because then, because because you can. It's not called the longest running disco tune in the world, is it, Paul? You're really struggling with the concept of it. <laughs> you really off. are. Because, like, ladies and gentlemen, you may have uh, you may have noticed Paul went on about the biggest disco in the world at the beginning of our little discussion of this record, but it's actually the longest running, which you didn't look up. So we've been, we, you know, I bet there was a longest running disco in the world, but because you're really confused about the differences between. Like number and time. <laughs> oh, come on, get it together, Paul. Get it together. Track two. The what research was two? shit. Shut your mouth. What is track two? Track the second track. Track two on that first one. Speak is... in the microphone. Be Tra- professional. Track two on that one is crazy. It's on the other side. Yeah, I don't. Mate, are you fucking doing this on purpose now? <laughs> yes, I am. I always have oh. been. Oh. Okay. The second track on this edition of Silverman's Platters. Annoy Paul edition is a guy called Clifford T. Ward. And uh, see, I read that name and I just saw Clifford Twat. It's apt, Paul. It's apt because this record is To an Air Hostess by Clifford T. Ward. Shall we give that a little listen? Let's give it a little listen now. I fell in love with an air hostess together. Such a great 
See, I started off hating that, but then by the end of the track, I kind of liked Why? it. I don't know because it's that kind it's of awful. It, you know, right? Have you ever heard of a song In called conception- "The Summer of '75" by uh, Vic Reeves and Bob Mortimer? No. So it's like a fake kind of folk shanty kind of song. Is it in their in their characters' as hair and no, oh uh, yeah no, what? Well yeah uh, 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 oh fuck got Sullivan no hair yeah yeah ah uh, that's gone forever that, that fact <laughs> you can't remember um, shit mate I can so um like the next word you were going to say <laughs> like the next word you were going to so say this song ends up sounding like that fake Vic and Bob one that I like so much that it has a kind of has like a co- kind of all children choir it's got joins that, in la, 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 it's a sing along aspect at the end yeah so it it's was terrible right. he's like the wettest fish in the bottom of the, a drain he's a wet lipped and the whole fucking and it's it's simultaneously creepy and pathetic Desperate. and wet. Desperate. So it's like, I wanted to give you my record, but I didn't. Yeah, because I didn't have enough self-confidence. It's like, how do you make that scan? Yeah, but you see, and again, it's like this weird thing, because he, he obviously has a lot of sort of bravado, because it's about his record, you know, because yeah. I've got a record out, but I didn't, but didn't and I, I but couldn't, I don't, I don't, you know I'm, what I'm, I mean? I wanted, I'm, I'm just too he's shy. fucking psychotic. I want he's, to he's conflicted in his head. Oh, I love her. She'll be impressed by my record, record but I can't but give it to her I, because I, uh, I'm going to the toilet. I'm oh. going to fucking jack it hard in the toilet. Jack it, jack it, jack it, jack it. Now let's get some kids to sing at the end of the record. Yeah. Yeah, hostess. Bitch, you wouldn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. I swear, I swear to God, Eli. What? This is going to be used in evidence in a future court case. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just feel like one day you're going to be standing on trial and they'll say evidence 76B. No, they won't. And then they'll play that clip. And then they'll say, why did you kill her? Well, that's what this record, I was just simply trying to relate a sort of feeling I had about this record to, to the audience, Paul, okay? It feels like, he's like, oh, that's no. fucking <laughs> No, 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 I should have no, given no. my record. Should have written the label, my number on the label. Then she, when she lands in Heathrow, instead of going to her hotel, she can come round and fucking jack me off! <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> It's a terrible record, Paul. I was more thinking she'd be like, oh, who's this? Clifford T. Ward. I don't like him. And we saw a picture of him online, didn't we, Paul? He He looks like a a twiller. He looks like the kind of, like, English teacher who would rather be a poet. Yeah. And likes to sit on the edge of his desk with, like, his... It's head like Absolutely. that. It's and pure, a stare out the window. When it's pure. There's, everything about this record is Operation Yew Tree, man, isn't it? Basically. I don't know yeah. about no, that. No, it is. It is. It is. You right be, down to its essence. No, because at least if you're an aerostess, you have to be a, a certain age. Yeah, but there's children singing at the end of the record. No, it's a, it's more like women. It's a, it's a, it's like a village kind of. It's all women in a circle. It's a choir. Bit. Yeah, it's it has not a children. Certain, it has a certain sort of. You put the children in no, that I fantasy haven't. of yours. It's, it's not. You put the children in that fantasy when it's no, clearly it wasn't women. Me. It was Clifford T. You, Ward. You, Eli put children in now, that. Now don't be defaming me. <laughs> Eli put this in. Eli's no brave. fuck off now. Here and we also, go. oh, it's interesting, isn't it? It's on the same label, Charisma, who put out the. 
Monty Python yeah. LPs. But they also, that one, do you remember that really rapey record that we listened yeah. to before? Called, Ooh, papa. Yeah. Ooh, which was called Letter to a Teenage Bride. Yeah. This is to an air hostess. So it's kind of similar title because it's sort of a, a message to... So these days, the, the equivalent would be a song called Dick Pick to a Babe Station Lady. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but that wouldn't they wouldn't put that out on a major label because it would be sick. Yeah, but you know. Anyway, I really hate that, and I can't Dick, believe it. No, dick pick to a primary school teacher. That's what I would call. Yeah, <laughs> that's more inappropriate. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. I saw you teaching children the other day, and I sent you that picture anyway. Oh, oh, oh! Do you like it? No reply. Are um, we the, the children's crying no, there's no now. children in this at <laughs> all. Sing. Stop ruining no, my dick to... pic, tic, picture song by adding children. All right, start again. No, I'm done I'll with it. I'll just do a choir. No, that's it. I've grown up choir. No, I don't want to do it anymore. What's the third and final one? Well, are we going to mention the B-side of that? Let's not. Yes, yeah. it's, it's called Scullery, and it's boring, because it's exactly the kind of song you'd think he'd make with words like Scullery, like he's, d- like he's painting an Edwardian kitchen yeah, but scene. Yeah, it just doesn't come over. We need a score for that piece of sh- shit. What, uh, what, to an air hostess, Clifford T. Ward, what's your score on two. Silverman's Platters, Paul? Two. Well, thanks for saying it right in the middle of me two. talking. <laughs> <Okay>. Two. <laughs> uh, and I will also give it two. Two. <laughs> right. Don't sh- stop saying two now. Two. No. Two. Don't mess with my two, two. Oh, my God. My word. Don't mess with my tutu. And the third platter today, Paul, that we'll be spinning. Yes. Uh, in many ways, the most interesting item of the bunch, I think. Is it now? It is New Life in Brooklyn. Ah, no, yes, you are. <laughs> this is actually very interesting, yes. Now, they've laid out, I've realised, the way that they've laid it out is not, it, it's not clear. Because the side one... It says, New Life in Brus- Brooklyn, Disco. Yeah, not Brusco. Like you nearly said. New Life in Brusco. Okay. There's no comedy no, mileage out of that, really. No. Right, I go on. It's fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there is comedy mileage in swearing, kids. Remember that. I'll get John Carneyhole in here. No. Yeah. No, I will. That'll mean oh, Detective Wee Wee comes back. Right, okay. They can have a fucking little argument at the end of this segment, yeah. That'd be exciting. Come on. So, New Life in Brooklyn, and then on side two... It has, what does ASCAP mean? A-S-C-A-P. Oh, isn't that just the name of the label or something? No. that's It's something, isn't it? It stands for something, doesn't it? Okay, Google. What's ASCAP? These are the top results. The American Society of Composers, Authors and Publishers. Yeah, see, I knew it was, yeah. It's an American not-for-profit performance rights organisation that protects its members' musical copyrights by monetizing public performances of their music, whether it's live or broadcast. So you've got the, the writers in brackets, but above that you have ASCAP, as in they must be affiliated to it or, or being protected by it. It's not released on a label, that's why, so it's probably been released through ASCAP on limited yeah, release. there is no label, you're right. It's really, really interesting to me. Where did this. you find that? I found it in a, a, a charity shop, not a charity, a record store in Florida, in Fort Lauderdale, oh, okay. Radioactive. Because it's interesting, because basically we did a bit of research before the show about this. Should, should we, we listen to a bit? Yeah, let's play a clip of, of what should we play first? Because we have to listen to two sides, really. Yes. I think we should listen to... The one f- side one, disco. Yeah. Here is New Life in Brooklyn. Brooklyn is cooking.
Disco tune, right? It's a very poor. It's a cynically made, put together disco tune, but horrible disco tune. Basically, what this is is a gas company in America bought in the nineteen late sixties, early seventies. No, no, late seventies. Wait, I'm telling the story before you skip to that bit. Well, this is from seventy eight, right? Yeah. So. Even though we're Brits, we know the barest of details, but we did know that New York was in a pretty bad state in the 70s and 80s, right? It certainly was. This gas company bought some old brownstone buildings in Brooklyn, the idea being to renovate them, right, and make them all brand new and update the area. Brooklyn Union Gas, sponsored by... It's on this... So they bought a few of these brownstones, and the deal was they would all be powered by gas. So the heating would be, the you know, the uh, kitchen stuff, everything would be mainly gas apart from... The cooking and the heating. Yeah. Yeah. That development starts to go ahead, and fast forward maybe a few years, I don't know what the status was. It feels like it was half done, or it wasn't achieved to the the ability of what they promised, but... (laughs) They seem to have some kind of record to promote it. To promote this. So the first site appeals to the demographic of the area. Of Brooklyn. Because it's disco, which is a yeah, yeah. black music, well, black and Latino yeah. music. And Lots of crime. I'd say that was a, a black singer. Sounds like a black singer on that side, doesn't it, Paul? So what? Did they make the song to go, oh, all well, the youths of Brooklyn will play this at their clubs? Who knows? And they, well, they just thought disco's the big thing, you know, isn't it? So they're going to have to do disco. Dis- and uh, in terms of disco cities yeah was it played on New, the radio do you New, think it could have been maybe yeah maybe they got some people to play it on the radio hey we got this uh I, it, jimmy it, biscuits record producer and i got this song and i want you to play it on the radio to tell everybody what we're doing in brooklyn but it's it's a it's a uh brother subdued it's an advert essentially isn't it it's yeah. a sort of advert on a record um it's not the quality of the disco isn't of the quality that would get people going no it's it's very it's session produced, yeah, it's session like, isn't it? Where everyone's performing well, but there's no soul to it. It's just it's that. really bad. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there is. It's quite sort of. Uh, I guess it's well produced. You've got, yeah, you've got an orchestra on there, like strings and stuff. It sounds it? the business. It's just, as I say, yeah, it's, it's it reeks of corporate. Yeah. And it had, does that thing at the end, yeah, where it goes up a key. Yeah, which is always awful. But then on the side two, new life in Brooklyn. Brooklyn Union Gas Cinderella theme, it says. Because it was called the Cinderella Project. Which is Cinderella is because it was renewing. She gets yeah. she turns into a princess, doesn't she? Basically. She's a dirty old scrubber. <laughs> and then, and then becomes she, a princess. Yeah. A bit like that woman who married Prince Harry, Prince Harry recently. Hey, oh, that's topical, isn't it? Oh, I do royal comedy humour. Hey, Willy, willy, willy. Hey, oh. Willy, willy, willy. Willy, willy, willy. That's a new catchphrase. Is it? Willy, willy, willy. Oh, oh, oh. Willy, willy, willy. Oh. That one. That's actually gold, Paul. Thank you. Can I hear it one more time? Willy, willy, willy. Oh, oh, oh. Willy, willy, willy. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Very good. The fuck's this podcast? Uh, Okay. Um, Okay, so, but then on the... On, you have a terrible. It's almost like you have got the disco version there, but the, yep. the side two, it's like the white person version. This is the, which has got a much more lounge 
Muzak. Easy listening Muzak feel to it, yeah. doesn't it? And it's awful. 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 And it doesn't know when to And keeps going end. new life in Brooklyn over and over, over again and at the over. end. And really pushes it home at the end. But this is the thing. Let's have a play to... a little section of the of that now. Right yeah. now. Yeah, it couldn't be more white. It really yeah. couldn't be more white. It's terrible. It's that ba 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 coming to Brooklyn, and then and then it's like Brooklyn coming to new life yeah, in Brooklyn, right. new Wrap life, it off. yeah, Wrap it new up. life in Brooklyn, new life in Brooklyn, Brooklyn, new life, life, life. But new what life. I like about it is those little quiet moments where you know what's happened. This it's been played during this big launch, and so some corporate guy comes out and goes. Our main message to Brooklyn is we're going to clean up and we're going to revitalize yeah. thanks to Union Gas And maybe Brooklyn. it helped, but maybe it didn't because they, it seems like after 78, some of its darkest days were ahead of it. Yeah. Brooklyn. When, when did New York's proper get like, tidied up, like mid-90s? Yeah, early to mid-90s, I yeah. believe. Yeah. Oh. It was always portrayed as a scary place, New York, by and large, wasn't well, it? It was around then, late yeah. 70s, early 80s. It was really if bad. Death Wish movies told me anything. Yeah. It's that you just can't trust anyone on the It was a good place if you were an New artist York. or a musician because you could the, the rent was dirt cheap, wasn't it? Yeah. So you had that whole thriving cultural scene. But there was a lot of violence, drugs and uh, yeah, and poverty. And, yeah, yeah, well, there you go. And then and then So Gremlins that's an interesting item, Paul, because it's, um, it's just no weird... mention of it on the internet whatsoever. No, apart from the actual project of the Brooklyn. The record Brooklyn. isn't mentioned, is it? No. And it's labelless. And it's just, that's just, it's a perfect platter for me. It's a perfect platter. It's got heritage. It's got a story. And it's got very cheesy music. Yeah. Overproduced cheesy music on it. And um, And it kind of reminds me of that Noel Edmonds platter we had, where that's that woman saying, remember, remember uh, the cards. Remember, remember. They're going to hate you if you don't get a card. Hi, I'm Noel Edmonds. I like to pretend I talk like a human, but I (laughs) I just can't. Anyway, I wish I could be there to say, hello to you on this special day but I'm not because I'm, I'm in a recording studio I'm a lizard so I'm, I'm going to take this £15,000 for this job and I'm, I'm a hairy say, lizard being from right. the other side <laughs> and I will confuse you with my powers I am Noel Edmonds have we mentioned that he recently uh, called the Archbishop of Canterbury evil <laughs> yeah. yeah so that was that's bless peak him. Edmonds peak yeah, Edmonds love it. yeah bless yeah. him Oh. So, yeah, uh, I need a score for the new life in Brooklyn. It's hard to score, isn't it? It's hard to score. I'm going to give it four. For interest. Because yeah. it's more of a curio than anything musically you'd be interested in. We like in. curios. What about you? I'd say four as well because of the Great curiosity stuff. factor. And uh, Moog special coming up and we'll cover 
Remember, we'll cover muscles who are on the Big Bear label with... Uh, I, I'm going to synthesise you. So do we, you like that? Do you like muscles on Big I Bear? I like a, a few of their tunes, like I'm going to synthesise you because it has a fucking radioactively thermonuclear solo on it. Yeah. It fucking goes... So when it comes to Big Bear, you like muscles, right? Yeah. What? What else you got? <laughs> no, what else? Nothing. Do you know why? Because I like being fucked in the arse by big bears, Paul. Yeah? Who've got big shiny muscles. And I like the music to go oof, 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 And I like the air to smell of my own rectal mucus. Actung, yeah, 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 yeah. Actung, yeah, yeah, yeah. Disco dance music. Uh, this is Disco not good, Disco dance music. This is not good, Paul. Isn't it? No. Isn't it? So what? So what if I get three bears up into the House of Pickles every Sunday? <laughs> Go at me. Oh, well, that's the end of that segment. The Pummel House, the I call yeah, it. Yeah, good. The Pummel Welcome house. to the Pummel House. And they bring their own poultices. <laughs> You should be ashamed of yourself. Why? Just... Why? Just listen back. Why? Because you haven't acquitted yourself well today. Have yeah? I? No. Have I not? No. Why? You've disgraced yourself. Why? You, I've disgraced myself. What do you mean, why? My... I don't know why. I've disgraced myself. I don't know why. I don't know I've why you do it, Paul. Have I disgraced myself? I don't know, because you've got a, you've oh, got I don't, a lack. You don't know. You have a lack inside, a lack of... A lack of something. This is because I said you had no soul, or rather lacking one that functionally works properly. I don't believe in the soul, Paul. Oh, whatever. I don't believe any of your one-bo-bump-jumbo shit. <laughs> is that what this is about now? Let God in. Who's there? Hello. Oh, yeah? It's God. <sighs> Let me in. Let me in. Um, I've been waiting for this, right? Yes, this, uh, Eli, all my life. But this I've got is your chance to talk to God. I've got someone who's going to, uh, yeah, boy, he's going to deal with this for me. He's going to speak on my behalf, okay? Okay. And his name is John Cunnyhole. And he, <laughs> I'm just going to go and let him in. Yes, hello, John Cunnyhole. Hey, hello. I'm... I watch all this shit with the man upstairs. Want to talk to me? Yeah, who? I'm God. Who want to talk to me? John Cunnyhole. And I'm here to judge you. I tell you something. You come down here. Say, oh, I want to speak to Eli. I think, oh no, I'm John Cunnyhole. <laughs> I thought I'd just let that run out. <laughs> it's like watching a man. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost as if Columbo just found you out for murder. <laughs> this is your breakdown moment. Just one more thing, Mr. Silverman. Sure. Uh, in, in conclusion, I don't kind of hope... <laughs> Come back to the character, ladies and gentlemen. That's exciting, isn't it? Uh, I said that you're God. No, you must prove in a bigger way than just a noise of mouth, okay? That's well. what Eli says, okay? Is that right, Eli? Yes, that's all right. Thanks, Mr. Cunnyhole. Good shit. I'll go now. I'll see you. John Cunnyhole, you yeah, I go. Yeah, Yes, goodbye. Yes. So, don't mess with him, yes. <laughs> Is that done? Is that done? Well, I'm the god. He fucked off, didn't he? I'm still here, buddy. Oh. I want to talk to you. I want to make you a wise guy. Okay. I want to make you one of God's players. I want you to come under my holy wing. And I want you to become <laughs> true to God. Let me into your heart. Let me in, let Paul. me in, let 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 me in. I see Paul, you've gone. Yeah. Oh, I've gone mad. No, stop I've threatening violence. Mad. I've gone mad with you. Yes, hello. No, that was a character. 
God the just char- started repeating the same word over and the over again. The characters have to fucking stop. We have to stop. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, it's, right. it's becoming a proper worry <laughs> from mental health. Look at us. Oh, let's do some story cubes and then right. everyone will think that we can do stuff. Right, so a long time ago, uh, we did an episode where I found some story cubes in a charity shop, um, but they weren't, as you would say, brand. Are these Rory's? These are Rory story cubes. And I found them in a charity shop for £1.50. Usually these go for about... Jack and Rory. Like 10 quid. Sorry, I won't interrupt again. You won't, but I'm, you're sorry. gonna, aren't No, I'm not you? gonna. So the idea is very simple. So like, go, go back, I'm interested in the brand. Sorry. Just go back a bit. Rory Story Cubes. Yes. And they go, they retail for a tenner, you were saying? I think these are quite expensive for what uh, they are, which is just dice when you think yeah, about it. Yeah, but they've got pictures in, then they've got kind of laser cut into the surface. They're engraved yeah, I mean, they're in, very they? nicely put together, you know? It's, it's, can you join all nine images to create a story? Rory Story Cubes is a pocket-sized visual story generator that sparks the imagination of all ages. A non-competitive game for one or more players. Cool. I like non-competitive games. Paul. You don't, do you? You fucking love it. No, I it. do. Mm. Now, Paul, I think it's um, quite interesting because um, yeah. I read a book about philosophy that made a, a distinction between two types of games. Yeah. Finite games. Okay. Like and Fortnite. No. Finite Fortnite. Is that a game? Don't. I'm trying to get down with the kids. Finite games, which yeah. is a lot, any game that has an end. Okay. Right. right. Yeah. And infinite games. Yeah. And it's good categorization because infinite games is any game where the where the point of the game is to keep the game going, and that's, and that's one what of these. this is. Yeah, this is an it infinite. Just, that's it, good, isn't it? And but finite games and all other competitive games because if you think about it, what you're trying to do when you're like let's say playing a game of football is yeah. get the game finished as soon as possible. Yeah, you're trying to go towards the end where you win. Yeah, you're trying to get the result. You're not trying to you're not trying to elongate the game itself, are you? Yeah, you don't want it to drag out. Yeah, but the actual point is you're trying to... And if you're playing chess, for example, you're trying to get to checkmate. You're trying to finish the game. Get to a point when you yeah. finish. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. But I think it's quite a profound distinction. But then other games, like, let's say, it, it, it can apply to all sorts of stuff. Oh, like, I would like, say maybe like the, kite buying, flying. the buying of Isaac for me on... on, my, on my... Is that an infinite game? The yeah, point is to keep it going. No, because you're trying, to, you're trying to, to get to the end. But because it's rogue-generated, means it's kind of infinite in terms of the possibility of what you can do in that game. Yes. So but a, it doesn't. But the point of the game it probably is to straddles continue. both. Story cubes. Anyway, they're quite okay. popular. I just thought that's an interesting uh, little. Uh, and I love the little box it comes. Distinction in. there. It's a lovely little box with a sliding Lovely section. It doesn't have a sliding section. Oh no! Well, how does it work? Oh, it's, it's got a magnetized magnet. flap. <laughs> we are a big fan <laughs> of the magnetized flap. Okay, lovely magnetized flap. You're right. I can see how they've priced this at ten. And the, again, the. Uh, the actual pictures on the dice faces are engraved in, mm-hmm. probably laser cut in. Yeah, no, it's and all... they good, nice detail on those. They are quite... You can see how they retail for tenner. Because the last ones I got looked quite cheap, and it came in that tube. I think it was an Ikea toy yeah. box, you know? This is this is the real deal. And you, you uh, picked it up on the cheap, did you? I did. £1.50, it says there. Lovely. You can, you can vouch for that. And these are in perfect nick as well. And these are a lot of fun. Uh, I was... I mean, Anthea were playing these the other day just for a laugh to try and make oh, a yeah. giggle. What? Nothing sexy happened. You did, but you did have a giggle. Yeah, we had a proper giggle playing it. And I thought, why not bring it in to the hallowed walls of the House of Pickles and me and you will make a few stories. Have you just seen my new ashtray? <laughs> just because yeah. I'm moving it, I might as well mention it. It's a nice ashtray. It's nice, yeah. Great. It's a glass ashtray, everyone. How much did it cost? Seven. 
Seven quid. Well, this kind of glass goes for... No, long. it's nice. I'm not complaining about the price. I was just confirming you said seven. It's not really for the show because it's not that cheap. I'm going to have to take a picture of it now anyway, though, aren't yeah. I? Because you've mentioned it and people might want to know about your ashtray. Nice, that. <sighs> I was just moving it because that's why we're going to play the dice. Uh, well, yeah, I guess. Hey. Uh, what is wrong with you? Stay focused. I've got ADHD today, don't you I? really do. I'm sorry. I don't want to see... Your little gummy sweet. Chili Millie, isn't no, it? I know. It's from the other episode, Paul. Yeah, weeks and weeks ago. Well, people like Don't a call eat back. it. Don't eat it. You're going to eat it anyway. Don't make a big deal of it, because otherwise you would have thrown it out by now. I'm not going to eat it. You are. Why are you saving it? Yeah, oh, it fell there. I'll have to eat it later. Let's get this dice shit You're going. You're disgusting. Anyway, there's loads of things on these cubes. I'm not going to read all of them out, because it's boring to listen to. But just add a... Add a, add a at a quick glance, there's an apple, there's a beetle. I can see a light bulb, there's a uh, wig one, a walking cane, a key. Yeah, there's a few. An aeroplane. There. There's a lot. How many dice are there? Nine. Nine. Yeah, that's quite a few. It Ooh. says on the front We're going for an adventure here. Nine cubes, fifty four images, and over ten million combinations. Yes. Infinite stories. It's combinatory. Good. So we're just gonna have a little bit of fun telling stories. So what these we're gonna cubes. we're gonna go take turns, are we? Yeah. I think so. I think what we should do is maybe take turns, right? Where you tell a story, I tell a story. Then the third time, we'll do a cube each and we'll get to the end. Okay. Yeah? Fine. All right? Yeah. So do you want to put a time limit on the story? Do I? I don't know. Do I? Let's see how you go. All right. Let's see how we go. It's you go first. It's your story right. time first. I'll tell you what. I'm going to roll it into this hat because it'll be noisy otherwise. And it just... won't be flat in the Wait, hat. No, just... that's not going to work at all. Oh, God. I just don't want I'll to I'll get roll a flat on... bottom thing, yeah, for you to do it, yeah? I've got a flat bottom thing. Just give us a sec. All right. I've got this new scarf as well. Mate, come on. You want my new scarf? No. I'm sorry about this, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, that will have to do. I'll hold it, Paul. No, just And you... Right. No, just leave it in my lap. He's given me a frying pan lid, so it's going to be noisy, isn't it? I'll have to just do it gently. Anyway, here's the first roll. I'm going to do all nine at once. Oh, I've got an alien mask, a clock, a smiley face... Some directions, a question mark, a tree, a moon, a dice itself, and a fire. So, and your time. You to... said there was no time limit on it. I'll just till I get bored. I'm not going to drag it out. It's going to be good. <sighs> Here we go. I'll hold. You need to. No, because I need to. You need to remove it. each die when you've discussed it, so that you know what you're doing. I'll just move it from the, to no, that side. No, just give I'll it just to me. That. Once you've done it, you hand it to me. All right then. Are you ready to tell a, the best story of your whole life? Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. So, <coughs> this story is called Paul and the Outermongers. I don't like this already. <laughs> Shut up. Once upon a time, there was a very talented boy named Paul, and um, he liked to hang out. And he was a very smiley boy. He liked to um, always smile at everyone he meets because he was so lovely and everyone loved Paul. So, his favourite place to cry in the whole world <laughs> was no. was the uh, oak tree in old Grumbly Farmer uh, Grumble's field. And he would go there and go, hoo, 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 everybody likes me, but I, I'm just so dissatisfied. I wish I was more of a genius. And... Um, what, and then suddenly, um, oh, suddenly, um, oh. I have gone to sleep. 
this story is so lame. And so under the tree, I, I got sleepy tired and the time went by and I fell asleep. And then when I woke up, um, lots of time had passed and um, there was a fire, a fire in the tree because lightning had struck it. And I went, oh, I mean, Paul went, oh, no, there's a there's lightning in my favorite crying tree. So he ran and he ran, but he didn't know which direction to go in direction on the queue. And he got lost in the in Farmer Grumbly's uh forest right um he didn't know where to go question mark he was oh, lost so on. um so he went to uh he he basically um decided to use chance instead to get him through How? so he took what? the dice he had in his pocket the dice he had and he said if he rolled an even number he would go west and if he rolled an odd number he would go east so he rolled the dice oh, he didn't know which way to go and it was an odd number and he went can't remember west. which direction he said for east. that he went east on the odd number even and he followed the moon to get out of the forest I thought he said he and- went east what if the moon was the other way fucking inconsistencies anyway, in this anyway shut up I'll take that one back then so then all of a sudden there's this glowing light and Paul went oh what's this and it was a spaceship with an alien in it and he went oh Paul you're the most amazing boy in the whole wide world people on this planet just don't appreciate your genius and your wit and your smarts Fuck and me. your <laughs> and so we're going to fly you to the moon and so they flew Paul to the moon and made a moon base for him. And um, he was all alone in his moon base where he controlled all the... What about the, the aliens? All, all the what outer, the aliens he took him there? They, they're the outer mongers. They just left him. They left Paul on the moon base all alone to... Why are they the outer mongers? To, to rule over his teddy bears. They sell outers. Because they're from outer and they're mongers. <laughs> <laughs> So the outer mongers built a spaceship for Paul, at, no, a, a moon base, and he lived on the moon base, and he was king of the moon. Okay. And Paul lived happily ever after. Thanks very the much. The end. Thank you very much for that, Paul. I think the... Encore, uh, author, author. I think the less said about that, the better. Honestly, I don't, I don't know what I can add. I can't add anything to that. Sometimes genius uh, stories like this need many years to I be wouldn't processed. I would it a story, Paul. It was a story. I, I know, it was honestly, a journey of a boy no, who found himself He cried by moon. a tree and then he talked a load of shit till an alien took him away. That was it. That was one incident. Isn't, isn't... He walked to a tree. That's all you got out of nine separate stories. One incident. Give me the fucking thing. Right. I think that was a great story. Right. You're so deluded, anyway. You're deluded, fat prick. <laughs> fucking hell. I may be fat. Go on, roll your dice. Least I'm impotent and depressed. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. Now let's get a good clang on with this. No, if you want to get a good clang on, by all means. Muffled it. Don't hold it that way. You're gonna roll. Fucking look! I'll get some good clang on. Oh, for fuck's sake! Yes. Hang on. Now (laughs) you look like a bell end. Right. Okay. What have you got? I have got a fountain. Yeah, a fountain. A crescent moon. A crescent moon. An arrow. An arrow. A magnifying glass. A magnifying glass. A keyhole. A keyhole. A clock face. clock. I think that's like a letter, or maybe it's a passport, or a credit card, or a bank card. It's a credit card, debit, or credit card. Yeah, something like that. Smiley face. Yeah. Slightly anxious around the eyes. And a sheep. And a sheep. 
That's interesting. So, again, you will hand me the cubes, right, when you're done? Yes. Eli Silverman, regale us with your story cube, Rory story time story. Hello there. I'll tell you a story. Hmm. <laughs> Go on. Lots of stories start in the countryside. People grow up there, spend their whole lives there, and then they die. This is a story about someone who lived in the countryside, but were they a person, Paul? I'd hope so. No, they were a sheep. They were a sheep. Yeah. And that sheep's name, for the purposes of this story, yeah, is... Vegemite Charlie. Vegemite Charlie. Vegemite Charlie. The, Vegemite Charlie the sheep. He lived a very pleasant life. He had enough water. There was a big fountain in the middle of his pen. Oh, that's good. Yeah, fountain. Yeah. That's very handy. And uh, he generally felt quite happy. Good, happy, cute guy. And uh, until one day, so far no incident. He got a call from the bank. Right. <laughs> and they, so, and they Vegemite. Said, Charlie. They said, just don't fucking interrupt now. And they said, hello, is that Mr. Charlie? Yes, this is V. Charlie, said Vegemite. So he has a phone as well. Yes. He has a paddock kitted out with a phone and a hot tub. He's got a fucking good life, this Yes, and he's got a fountain, as we mentioned. A lovely, ornate fountain. A bank account. Uh, Now, and the bank called him and said, it's a little issue with your card. Oh. It expires. Has he been buying child porn? It expires next month. And then Vegemite went, well, I don't see what the problem is. Simply renew my card, as has happened every other time. And they said, no. What fucking story involves a sheep (laughs) renewing his bank card? And they said, boring shit. Just give me a chance, right? At least mine was whimsical. Fuck off. Just give me a chance. And so the person on the bank said, no, I don't think you understand. They're going to be put on hold now. When this card expires... That's your expiry date as well, because you're a lamb, a lamb sheep, and you must be butchered. You're going to be killed. You're going to be killed. A lamb sheep, and you're, the bank's threatening You're him. going to be killed for lamb. They're not threatening him. They're saying your card will be cancelled, but then he inadvertently finds out through the loose lips of some employee from the bank that he is to be slaughtered. Because what else does it? What kind what of else story does a sheep, is this? What else does a sheep do? So he's like, oh, oh God, oh God! I thought oh, my life was great, but it looks like I'm the farmer's coming for me, and he's going to slaughter me. All because he's I not must escape. Card. And time is running out. Time, the time, clock. Yeah, I got yes. it. Okay, so he thought, ah, oh, I'll never get out of here because off my farm. My farm's in the middle of nowhere. It's several thousand miles from the, the nearest ocean How or big, big city. Because I'm out here in the boondocks. Oh, I'm I'm Vegemite Charlie, and I'm in a bit of a tizzers. So he went, in the tizzers? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> he's gone up. So he's gone up. He's panicking. He's panicking, and he's gone up to the farmhouse, and he and he hears talking inside. He hears mumblings inside the farmhouse. He, he puts his ear up. To the keyhole. Yeah. And he can hear the farmer in there. And the farmer's saying, Oh, I'll tell you what. I fancy lamb chops. <laughs> so I'm just going to bring forward the extermination of our favourite, most juicy lamb, Vegemite Charlie. Poor Vegemite Charlie. Now, you're my wife. Hello, I'm Mrs. the farmer. And uh, oh, I'll go sharpen the knife, shall I? Yeah, you go do that. 
and I'll go round him up. Vegemite Charlie knew that his time was numbered. And he <laughs> his time was numbered. And he had to leave right then. Even though it was only a crescent moon, there was some light upon the path. Crescent moon. Crescent and moon, he, got it. He, he saw a sign. It had a direction. It said, the town and freedom. And so he followed that. And he got there eventually, almost starving to death. But eventually, Vegemite Charlie arrived in Brisbane, Australia. For that is where this story was going on. And then he set up... You can't just tell us now that. Yeah, I can. Then why did the former sound like he was from Yorkshire? Well, he was... Uh, he was uh, he moved there. Yeah. From Yorkshire. He's an expat. And so, Vegemite Charlie found himself in the big city of Brisbane. And then he set himself up in a, in a job as a private detective. And he used a magnifying glass. End of story. Thank you very much. So basically what Story you Story of Vegemite Charlie! What have you got to say, Paul? Well, first of all, it sounded literally like you combined the plots of both Babe and Babe 2, Pig yeah, in good. the City. Very good, thank you. No. Yeah, my influences, yeah. No, that... Can uh, you remember what happened in your story, Paul? Yeah. What? So Paul was a very uh, genius boy. And he, he went to a tree to cry, more and then an alien took so, him to the moon. Yeah. Right, let's look at what happened in my story. A bank called a sheep up <laughs> yes. to tell him to renew his card. Immediately, and I'm then liking because this more. you stumbled narrative-wise, you then had to make it a kind of race against time for him to evade the chop. Yeah, and then it's got espionage. It's got like, and then he walks all the way to Australia. He's got survival, not to Australia. He started. Yeah, he in Australia. dropped that in at the end for no reason. No, because none for of his us... color. Anyway, I won. That's, That's it. it. It's not. not it's not. Right, we're gonna do. Okay, we're gonna. Yeah. Very good story, then. Yeah, we're going to do a cube each now to yes. finish. Right, so you put... Put the clanger-langer. Get the clang on. Clanger nuts. One last time. The story cubes are in my hand. I'm giving them a good old shuffle in me palms. Win it, Friday! Oh, it's spinning. It one last one is spinning. It's got magnifying glass. Okay. Right. So, so uh, shall I say what we have first? No, yeah, so what we have first. And then do they have to all be in a row? Or no, something? I think what we should do is one of us starts the story, then we choose what square we, we want next out, yeah. to okay. kind of see where the story can go. So for the final section of Rory's Story Dice tryout here on Cheap Show, everybody, we have in what? No, this is not Bullseye. <laughs> a magnifying glass. Magnifying glass. In two. <laughs> it's just so addictive to do that. Yeah, to, be, it. to be fair, it is. Yeah. It is. I'm sorry. Oh, I've got it out of my system. Okay. Three. You didn't even say what two was. Two is a tree. Tree. Three is a flame. Flame. Four is the happy smelling face. That's him again. He's fucking all over the place. He turns up a lot. Then we've got a question mark. Question mark. Sleeping face. Sleeping face. Magic wand. Magic wand. Sprinkling fairy dust out its end. Yeah. Like it's coming. I'm not. I'm not going anywhere near that. Um, What else? Uh, Direction. Yeah. And another, a, direction. another direction. So multiple directions. Well, that's and like then, a compass. All yeah. to the compass. Well, whatever you want to interpret it. Okay. However you want to interpret it. I'll so, interpret it as a a really close up picture of like a, a beaver's arsehole. Great. Look at that. It could squirt you. <laughs> Mike, can it's we beaver tell gland. the last story then now, please? Wank, 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 Do you want to start? Wank, 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 w
Who's starting this story? You are. Right, okay, so... Not with Paul was a very canty boy who no. had a fucking problem with his life. One day... Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, should I start? No, I'll, I'll start. start. Sorry. Fuck me. Today's story is the story of Mr. Nervous. Oh, don't be nervous, Mr. Nervous. One day, Mr. Nervous was in his house uh, being very nervous when all of a sudden... He found a magnifying glass and he said, You know what I, it makes me nervous? The fact that my arsehole might fall out. <laughs> I'm going to use this magnifying glass to look at my own arse up close. So he did. He bent over and he put the magnifying glass on his anus and he tried to lean around to see it. But his body wouldn't bend that way. But the sunlight came through the magnifying glass and then set fire to his sphincter. And his sphincter looked like this, Paul. Yes, it looked like that. Look, just like that. Yeah, but on fire now. But on fire. So on just fire. put that one on top of that one. Yeah, so that's on top of there. So Ooh. the sphincter is on fire. And he went, ow. Whose go is it now, then? Mine, because you picked yes. up the thing. So His arse is on fire. What happens, Paul? Uh, he didn't have a clue, with the question mark, what to do. He panicked, so he he ran around outside in the street, and he went, oh, oh, me bum's on fire. Me bum's on fire. Yeah, and uh, the only person out there was a guardsman, and the guardsman was asleep. No, oh, he's he asleep. didn't care. No. He tries to wake the guardsman, maybe, Paul. Don't look, I mean, I'm oh. trying to help you. <laughs> so, he, he... He went... He went up to the guardsman, and he took a big pointy stick uh, and jabbed it with him. And he went... Jabbed it mis- with him? Jabbed it at, jabbed him. Them at him. And he jabbed it at the guardsman. And he went, uh, uh, and my bum's on fire. And the guardsman woke up. Ooh, 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 what's going on? Ooh, ooh, ooh. And my bum's on fire. Oh, I thought I could smell singed ass. Yes. It stinks. Luckily, <laughs> I'm a magician. Oh. And I've got a magic wand. I'm a guard on the sly. Not on the sly. They know I'm doing it. Yeah. But I'm a... I'm it's your a, cover story. Well, it's my cover story, but I also do get paid. So okay. it works out, you know, both ways. But you I am also them. a magician. And a wizard of okay. some standing in the occult community. Oh, me bum's on fire. So I can do with that. I've got my wand out. Wand. Getting the wand yeah. out. And I, what I'll do is I'll grow this tree. Mate, that's Magic- my cue. Oh, sorry. I'll just... I'll, ro- I'll re-roll you one to finish no! with. No! Because no, I've got this. I'm going... I've got something here. All right. right. Oh, Magic Abra. Tree grow and extinguish arse on fire. Da, da. So what, a tree grew out of his ass then? No, it grows under him so quickly. That's, I'm glad you asked, Paul, because I'm continuing <laughs> the story. A, gree, a tree grew so quickly. Rustle, rustle, rustle. <laughs> and all, the, all the, the, the extreme wind of this magic tree came right up under our character, who I can't remember his name now. Mr. Nervous. Mr. Nervous. And it put it out. It put out his oh, ass fire. spat all over me. It put out his ass fire. Oh. Right, I roll the dice then now. No, not that one. I should roll the one that with the tree on that you robbed from me. To do the, the new mom. And then what happened? Oh. We've got an eye, ladies and gentlemen, an eye. So, all of a sudden, 
Mr. Nervous is at the top of a great big tree, and the magicians below are going, oh, you can't get down. And suddenly, the voice went, this is the big the brother house. This is the big brother house. Yeah, please don't swear. You're on live TV. Mr. Nervous, you've been voted out of the house. We're coming to get you. Dum, dum, ba, dum, 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 ba, dum. And then Davina McCall came and took from Big Brother show, reality show. And it was all on telly the whole time. It was a challenge to win a postcard from your dead mum. <laughs> and then Davina came and got what? Mr. Nervous out. And Mr. Nervous was interviewed. To on... win a postcard from your dead mum? Yeah, because like... It happened when they were, they were inside, and so she didn't. Uh, Mr. Nervous didn't know. So uh, oh. Mr. Nervous gets interviewed by Davina McCall, and they talk over his highlights, like when he burnt How his was ass. he out on a street in Big Brother? How did it doesn't make sense with the rest it of the stories? Was a fake street? Yeah. Is that Big Brother doesn't have that kind of budget? It it's does one now. house. It's in the future where they've built. It's like in a little, the future. Like a little. You're village. shit. No, you are shit. I mean, I was bit rough around the edges but at least oh mate I'm really really unhappy about this Paul You can find me on Twitter, E-L-I-S-N-O-I-D. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Yeah? Well, that's cheap show for another episode. Yeah, bloody hell. (sighs) Big brother. Fucking hell. (laughs) So depressing. I had a treat. Shut up. Shut up. Okay. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. Uh, Your donations help keep this show alive and kicking. (laughs) If you want to donate anything... And get involved, go to patreon.com forward slash cheap show. We deeply, deeply, lovely appreciate it. We love you for that. Email us anything you want. The Gmail. The Any- Gmail. Email Let us anything say, you want. www.thecheapshow.co.uk. Go to that website if you want to. And there are pictures that accompany this episode. Uh, also, email us anything you want. <laughs> thecheapshow at gmail.com. We're on Tumblr, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter at The Cheap Show Pod. I'm at Paul Gannon Show, and Eli's at Eli Snoyd. E-L-I-S-N-O-I-D. And that's another episode. By the time this one goes out, the live show will be around the corner. Um, if you're coming, it's bring your tap. It's got a lovely tat. tone, my new uh, Bring ashtray. your phone. Look at that resonance. Hear that resonance. Bring your phone. Bring your tap. Bring, bring your, your phone. Let's, Paul, let's put a warning out right now. Is this going out before the live show, Yeah. Yeah. No drinking too much, everybody, before the show. <laughs> Including you. I'm not going to touch a drop. You're going to be fucking on over. I'm not going to be any drink of this. On this I, I won't drink that night. Because I know I've got to be professional. Then you'll turn up today. Oh, mate, I've got to fucking do this. I, I will not. I will not. I fucking do this. I'll prove you wrong, I can't fucking do this. And then you'll be low-key the whole fucking show. I'm not going to be low-key. Then you'll be Thanos. <laughs> Pull down a funny one, Pulls down a funny one, a funny one, That's it. That's it. That's it.